Across the high alpine landscapes of western Montana, one mysterious conifer stands out as unique. The Alpine Larch, a seldom-seen glacial relic, has a fascinating story. They're hard to find, but with a little perseverance and a willingness to scramble into the mountains, you should be successful. Join us today on the Nature Journal to explore the world of these unusual high mountain trees. Hi, and welcome to the FVCC Nature Journal, the podcast for everyone who loves nature. We're coming to you from the beautiful campus of Flathead Valley Community College at the foot of the Swan Mountain Range of Northwest Montana. I'm John Fraley, longtime instructor in wildlife conservation here at the college, and I also serve 40 years with Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks. Our producer is Colin Burkhardt, and thanks to Morgan Ray, the library director, for offering the library as our podcast home. Well, today we're going to talk about the Alpine Larch, which is Larix Lyali. A very unusual tree. It was described in 1900 to science. It's in that pine family, the Pinaceae, with the fir and the hemlock and larch and pine and spruce. But it has one really interesting twist to it. It's a deciduous tree, which you wouldn't think of, would you, Colin, as, a, no, as, a, as mean, an evergreen? Yeah, that's why they call them evergreen. I've never, uh, I've never heard of a pine tree that changes color before. Yeah, and if you drive across the landscapes in western Montana in the fall, you'll see them. They turn yellow and they drop their needles right about the early to mid part of, of October. So they're very unusual that way, but we're going to talk about the alpine larch, which is very unusual. It's only at the highest elevations, and it's related to all the other, the western larch that we have here. So Larix Lyali is how you pronounce the scientific name, the alpine larch. And as we said, it's a deciduous conifer native to northwestern North America. It lives at high altitudes from about 5,000 to 9,500 feet. But it seems around here you got to have at least 6,000 feet to have these, these alpine larch. And this is one of those conifers, as we talk, that sheds their needles, you know, unlike most conifers that we think of that retain them through the winter. So, What a weird little quirk of evolution that must be. Yeah. There must be some sort of overlap there that makes it beneficial for them to do that. Otherwise, I don't see why the trees would have started changing the way that they, mm -hmm. they work to be more like deciduous. Yeah, it's really interesting they bring that up because... There must be some selective advantage for them to be growing this way and for them to have evolved this way. And these high mountain larix larch are the remnants of glacial, the glacial, you know, they were the ones that were above the glacial ice, didn't get wiped out. So they're glacial relics that kind of dot our mountains. There's actually 15 other species of western, of, of larch, including western larch. So it's, they're not that unusual as a larch tree, but they're very unusual as elevation that they live at. So they're very hardy. They can survive at low temperatures and thin soils, which they have to, often being found near the tree line. They usually make up the tree line. And the larix can grow in a variety of soils with or without shade, as long as the soil is moist but well-drained. It can't be in like a shady area where it's marshy, or I've never seen them in a marshy area, although there's some alpine streams that maybe flow around them. I don't know very many high-elevation marshes either. Well, you know, sometimes you have those little alpine streams that flow around. In this one area I'm going to talk about here in a second, that's what it looks like, kind of this big alpine plateau. So how can you find them? Well, if you want to find one, I can tell you exactly where, Colin, <laughs> and you can hike up there. But I'm not, I'm not too worried about you finding them because the ones I know of are really hard to get to. They're way up there. You can find them by, as you go along today, we'll give you some clues to help you locate a stand of, of these magnificent trees. For one thing, a botanist once told me 
that if you see a larch, you know, the one that has the, they have in the summer when they're, when they're retaining their needles, they're very kind of pale greenish blue. They're different than pine needles, which are more darker green. And so you, they kind of stand out. But if you see any larch tree above 6,000 feet, it's likely an alpine larch. Now, the earliest mention I could find in Montana was in 1925. Uh, Professor J.E. Kirkwood from the University of Montana was being outfitted over the top of the pass from Ovando. It's in, it's in my, my book, Heroes of the Bob Marshall Wilderness, by Joe Murphy. And as Kirkwood wrote across the pass, he noted, and I'll quote him here, We're in a fine little stand of Lyle's larch, that rare and interesting species, seldom seen below 8,000 feet. So this botanist says 8,000 feet. But so we know, you know, we know he saw them back in, that was 1925. So within its distribution, it's fairly common if you know what to look for and where they are. In the highest areas of the different mountain ranges, like the Bitterroot, the Anaconda Pintler, Whitefish Range, Cabinet Range of uh, western Montana. And it's found across the bob and also found in lesser amounts on other mountain ranges in Montana and northern Idaho. But as I said, they live near tree line where the snow lies late in areas with stony soil. And it's usually the dominant tree where it occurs forms these open woodlands. They're really kind of fairy-like and attractive. And so alpine larches are perfectly suited to their cold, snowy environment. They have this fine, woolly kind of a hairs or strands that uh, protect their buds and twigs from harsh weather, almost like little gloves which is very interesting adaptation. And they thrive in these dry, gravelly soils. And in northwest Montana, as we said, they were first noted in in 1925, as far as I can find. But I've seen these deep in the Bob Marshall that are just, they just look fairy-like. And as you can see what Colin's showing you in this picture, the branches don't go straight up parallel to the trunk like they do with western larch. They're sticking out and all that. Does it remind you of anything? Doesn't it almost look like this is this tree is you could be a personage and start walking like the ants in uh, Lord of the Rings. I mean that's what it looks like. It's a, these branches really, come out and look yeah. like arms, you know, and then it's got that that weird top that makes it almost look like a head. And these are the the legs. So on this alpine plateau that we go to, I've been going to since the late seventies because I've been going over Sunday Mountain to George Lake. It's the head of Babcock Creek, and there's there's groves of these, and they're just very like it's like you feel like you're at Lord of the Rings or something. It's just this <laughs> this really magnificent kind of eerie little forest that just sits up high and all around it it's just rocks and alpine country this is like 8,000 feet here this picture you're looking at so it's very striking so when we go across that sunday mountain plateau i always look forward to seeing these these alpine larch so lyrics liali then is a medium-sized tree it grows from 10 to 25 meters or in other words about 30 to 80 feet it doesn't seem that medium to me it seems pretty pretty large me. Yeah, you know, just looking at this picture, it looks like if you took an umbrella and you turned it inside out, you pushed it up instead of opening it outwards. So like your normal pine tree has the, yeah. the needles that go sort of the branches angled downwards. This right. one's got them pointing up mostly. That's exactly so right. it looks like a, a backwards umbrella. Yeah, or like an ant that could just stand up and walk oh, along, yeah. you know. Yeah, they're, they're kind of pointing up and pointing sideways. But when you see a little grove of them, they're just so gorgeous. It's just like there's little rock shelves and stuff, and you just feel like somebody designed it just to hang out there. But that's that plateau, and I'm not really worried about people finding out about Sunday Mountain Plateau because it's so hard to get to. I don't think anybody is going to go there anyway, but that's a place where you can find them. So anyway, they have that, as you mentioned, that shape and the, the branches being perpendicular to the trunk and spaced and twisted and then the hairy needles and so on. And they're in groups of 30 or 40, so you know you have a, a large when you count them. Again, when in summer they're pale blue-green and deciduous, they turn golden yellow in the autumn. And that's when you'll see them, even the western large, you see golden yellow all over our area here. But then you'll see them up there as well. The, this alpine large also turns yellow. So the seed cones are about an inch or an inch and a half long. They're 
red and purple when they're young, and they come dark brown with age. So they have these thin scales and narrow bracts that extend over the scales. And this is, I mean, I'm not a botanist, and this is sounding kind of complicated, but if you look it up, if you're going to go try to find these, bring bring a, a guide with you so you make sure you can tell for sure that they're the alpine larch. The pollen and the seed cones become active in the summer, and the bark's about an inch thin. It's very thin bark. Turns from yellow-gray to dark red-brown uh, as it gets older. It becomes deeply furrowed into small, scaly plates on the bark. So it's not. it looks a little bit like our normal western larch bark, but it's, it's quite a bit different as far as the color. It's one of the longest-lived species, and in Canascus, Alberta, it, there was one that is understood to be about 2,000 years old. Wow. For an alpine larch. And that's, that's I'm pretty sure you're talking about alpine larch and not western larch for that one. But that's an old larch. And like I said, my, I, I was at the University of Montana Biological Station in 1975, and my, one of my colleagues there was doing a project on the distribution of alpine larch in the missions and the swans. And I always wished he would have taken a tree borer in so he could have seen what age the, the trees were that he was counting. But, yeah, they grow very long, long-lived. And it's, it's, a, it's a remnant survivor, as I was mentioning to you, of the Ice Age. It's, it's very long-lived and found primarily on these, these ridges. And some of the big alpine larch in the bob could be many hundreds of years old. I, I would bet there's some that are 500 years old. I would love to see some of our specimens bored for age. And I, I don't know if you've ever been, you've been to Sealy Lake? Uh, not that I know of. Okay, well, it's about 90 miles mm-hmm. towards Helena from Kalispell here. We have our own biggest larch tree in Montana, and... His name, the name of the tree is Gus, right. and he's in this, uh, this, this grove, this large grove near City Lake across the lake from the town. He's 163 feet tall and 23 feet in some circumference. Wow. So you can put about six or eight people around him holding hands, and he is a 1,000-year-old western larch. Hmm. So he's not an alpine larch. He's a western larch, but he's very closely related, so you can see how long they live, and, and he's... Not far from where the alpine larch are, but of course he's he's a different species. He's down in the valley, but it's, everybody should go see the see Gus. It's that a gentle mile-long trail that loops through the Gerard Grove near the western shore of City Lake. You just drive up and park, and, and there's a lot of big ones, but of course uh, Gus is the biggest. And is that typically as large as they can possibly get, larch? It's a great question. You know, I don't know about this larch they said there was in Canada, but this is the biggest one in Montana for sure. Gus is, you know, 23 feet around and, and uh, 163 feet high. So if you think about these, these romantic descriptions of the alpine larch, and this one was penned by a, a writer, the luminescent green of the Lyle's larch's dainty needles stand out against the blackish trunks, a lovely contrast that is just as vivid when the needles turn golden yellow on those crisp October days that never cease to delight when you know that you stand on top of the world. So if you go up there, Colin, you're going to be on top <laughs> of the world. I'm not too worried that people are going to be rushing up to find these because they're up high, but I hope you do. So hopefully this podcast will inspire the intrepid hikers out there to search for this epic tree. Locally, you can walk the crest of the bob and find them and bag this trophy of watchable wildlife. Be safe and do some research so your trek isn't in vain. That's all the time we have for this episode of The Nature Journal. Thanks for joining us. I'm John Fraley, and I'll see you next week. Thank you.